If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pixels. And oh, hi, this is me, and welcome to the Boop <laughs> Show. I know, I, I had we, one job. We, I had one job. It was actually your <laughs> idea to do the intro like this, <laughs> and we said it literally less than a minute ago. I know, it's so dumb. Right, this is the so, boop, this is the Boop Show over here on this side, and, and it's not as cool as the Pixels Show. But here's the thing: uh, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, our E3 2018 wrap up. How exciting! It is the annual episode of Booksels where Patrick and, and Scott join forces to discuss, analyze, uh, feel, really, all of the things that we've seen at E3. And we're super excited. It's always a great time. If you haven't heard uh, all of them, we have actually live commented almost all of the press conferences, and they are available on the feeds. We had uh, John with us for that, John yep. Jagger. Yeah. It was great fun. Yeah. Uh, people usually give us super positive feedback about those. I think the, the humor and boredom really comes across. <laughs> um, so that that is all. There's like, I don't know, five to ten hours of content over there. But this is the wrap-up, the definitive information summary. If you want to know what was important at E3, uh, this is the episode you want to be listening to. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, when you're watching it in real time and you're kind of trying to disseminate this information in, in the rapid-fire succession that it means to do those conferences, it's a little hard to get into the nitty-gritty and details. So this will be nice. I, we can uh, you know, decompress some of these uh, bits and pieces that maybe we we skimmed during the conferences that have become more significant since then. So I'm very excited. It's always yeah. good. Always good to do this. So the way we're going to do it, I think initially we can say our general thoughts about uh, the entire show as a whole. Then we are going to dive into each conference in, in chronological order. I think it made sense uh, this time. And uh, towards the end, we can maybe do something new that we didn't do in the previous years and decide what the game that we uh, were most impressed by was. Yeah. I think a game of the show type thing could be fun. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's jump into the general impressions of the conference and, well, all of the conferences, uh, now that we've seen all the press conferences. What what did you think overall? Uh, games... Wise, I'm very excited about almost everything. Uh, with with some exceptions, there's some stuff missing this year, but I'm excited about just about everything I saw. I think the Sony's conference for games was amazing. I think the Sony conference for conference was kind of terrible and weird. Um, <laughs> well, let's not dive into the specifics. Yeah, of each I don't want to get into the specifics, yeah. but 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 overall, I think it was okay. Um, like yeah. at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I've, I, I am more and more am I of the belief that everybody should just do big video showcases that are prepared and uh, pre-prepared, and they run like you know an hour. I I feel like if that's right. the future, I am all in on that future. I think you know this year it was uh, solid, and it there weren't any huge breakout 
news or games or there were some interesting things for sure um some interesting announcements even some trailers we hadn't seen before for games we hadn't seen before uh, but there wasn't this one thing where i think everyone would agree for example last year i think anthem was that anthem was the thing where you were like oh my god this was incredible or maybe even the last of us part two but possibly even more anthem this year it's like oh yeah everyone liked something there weren't any uh new franchises that that were announced that broke the internet uh, it was just solid it wasn't bad at all uh quite the opposite there was a lot of excitement but there's not one thing that stood out uh or you know you might think about the shenmue 3 kickstarter thing which obviously is ridiculous but was a big announcement sure uh or the final fantasy 7 remake you know those things were very loud and and uh and, and also money. this year conspicuously absent there was zero talk of that remake again from either square yeah. Enix or any other conference <laughs> so if you were looking for uh what's his name with a sword cloud uh your best chance was to see the smash brothers preview and then you'd get to see him a little oh, bit that, yeah 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 there were some things that weren't there uh we'll talk about those i think during each conference but um y you know what let's dive into it the first conference from saturday was ea and uh it was i i don't want to say it was bad it was average it was an average uh, uh, uh ea conference as with the, the entire theme, we didn't really get anything uh, that that was a standout. There was a lot of things that we had seen before. Uh, the announcement of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was kind of awkward because it was, you know, in the crowd, Vin Zampella kind of said, oh, and we're working on that game and it will be out next year and we'll tell you more about it next year. But that's it. And then they switched to Battlefront 2, which has an update and is like, the, the, the one you really want, it, it wasn't there. So we have more stuff in that other game that was kind of controversial, but now we fixed and please love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Battlefield was all revealed already. Um, I think there was this super awkward command, command and Conquer Rivals mobile game thing that, that people didn't really appreciate because it feels like a cheapening of the franchise. Yeah. Um, sea of Solitude was kind of a... a a surprise graphically this game is kind of impressive it's a indie title like the indie uh, stamp of approval for ea um which talks about well solitude and loneliness and depression and it seems like the art style reflects that sentiment in a way that only indie games can um and obviously the big things are anthem and i do want to talk about the origins access premiere and their streaming service they're working on that they uh, discussed but yeah, Scott, what did you think about all of this? All right, so the two standouts for me were the uh, Origins Access Premiere service is interesting to me. I want to I want to know more and see more and see how that turns out because I'm big on the future of subscription services with games. Uh, but the big standout for me for this conference, 100% above everything else, was Sea of Solitude, a game we didn't know about going into this. And uh, after seeing it, it was that, that was I mean it was that was pushing all my buttons. Um, I love weird games like that and it looked weird and cool and very artistic and rad and, and easily the most excited I am about any game they showed that includes, uh, Anthem that includes everything else they showed. I don't really care about most of it, to be honest. I, I, EA left me really bored. Um, other than mm. hanging out with you guys, that was fun. But, but the, but what they actually showed outside 
this uh, this premiere service and Sea of Solitude just kind of kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. Well, so we're going to talk about Anthem and then let's go over to uh, the Origins Access premiere. But Sea of Solitude, to be fair, we don't really know exactly what the gameplay is going to be. It's just this uh, artistic feeling that really hits uh, very squarely on our heels. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out. It's going to be released in early 2019. So it's not coming out right now. And um, it, it feels like, an, as I said, I guess, an exploration of loneliness, yeah. which is an interesting concept that if it's done well in a video game, it could be really interesting. My favorite, um, my favorite thing in all of the in every uh, Metroid game has been the sense of aloneness, or in in any game where I'm on my own. That I, like Diablo, I prefer to play it by myself because I feel like it's me in a dungeon versus the world. That's a sensibility in video games I really dig on, and I got that vibe from this. So if they're bringing that to bear and even focusing on that, I'm 100% cool with that because that's kind of how I like to play. So Anthem, um, it didn't really make a big impression of, on you. It, to be honest, it didn't really make a big impression on me either. Um, I'm still very hopeful, but more nervous than I was last year, I think. Uh, and the reason for that, so first of all, release date February 22nd next year. Yeah. Uh, so that's not this year. We knew it was delayed a little bit, but it's not delayed too much. Um, the thing that makes me nervous about this game is... It's the second time we're seeing it. It's coming out in, what, like nine months? And they didn't show an extended gameplay section. Uh, the gameplay session was was kind of cut as if they didn't trust it to be exciting. Maybe it's exciting when you play it. It, it doesn't view well. Um, but they didn't even let journalists play it. There were like, I don't know, maybe five journalists that were allowed to go uh, hands-on with it. And everyone else in the press presentations were watching um, Bioware employees playing the game. The, 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 that doesn't bode well for a game that is out in less than 10 months. Um, it seems, if it's because it's not done yet, it's still being, you know, uh, polished and they didn't have a lot to, uh, a wide area to show, sure. But the other thing that kind of worried me a little bit was that we didn't learn anything that we didn't already know, kind of. We know that you have classes-like uh, elements that are armors, and so your character can switch from one to the other, which is essentially meaning you can switch classes, which is fine. Uh, we know that you have a narrative element to the game, which is played solo, and then when you go on an actual mission, it's a multiplayer co-op um, part of the game. No PvP at launch. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also no romance options, which are a mainstay of the Bioware games, in, you know, usually. Um, and during the video, we saw, we didn't really see loot. We didn't really see, there was very little fighting. Like all of the fighting, the, the gunplay um, portions of the game were cut after 20 seconds. Like you were going to another perspective or another scene entirely. The entire thing was four minutes long. And that's all we saw of the game we don't know how replayable it is how the missions work how the the gear system works like we don't really know anything detailed about the game the the even the story even the story was like 
well, there's this anthem thing that you have to defend, but we don't really know what it is. And you have these scar enemies that show up, but again, you don't really know what it is. It's giving me a very worrisome Destiny vibe because Destiny ended up having very satisfying gunplay, which Bungie is very much known for, but Bioware isn't. So they really have to... if the game is held by uh the 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 narrative experience i guess that's interesting but traditionally these co-op gameplays that are very replayable are held by their uh you know their gameplay their gunplay and we didn't really see that so i'm not saying it sucks i'm just saying i'm worried by the way they presented it. yeah it feels like and they could have named this game in this particular conference could have named it echoes of destiny because I'm feeling the same vibe of like, what do you do? What is this? How is this? How does it work? Now, one of the things Destiny did finally at launch, Destiny 1 and 2 carries the song as well, is incredible shooting mechanics. Maybe the best in right. the industry. Like really, really strong stuff. You'd expect that from Bungie. Not a huge surprise there. I don't know if I saw that here at all. What I saw is a lot, of locking, a lot of locking on, a lot of sort of area of effect, which I'm into in, in terms of, you know, diverse mechanics. But... I didn't get a feeling about where this lands on the skill scale, you know, any of that. So, so the minute to minute gameplay is still a mystery and that's, that's a bummer. We need to know more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the real bummer part is the fact that this is the last presentation of the game we're going to get probably, uh, unless they do something at, at Gamescom, but it's unlikely. Um, and so this is the last chance we get to really see the game. Uh, and again, they might do a press conference, a private one later, and it might happen. Yeah. But to me, when you are really confident in your game, you show it more. Right. So I anyway. agree. I hundred uh, percent agree with that. I don't. I don't know. That whole conference had a sense like that across it. There's a lot of sort of, hey, this is a thing. Wait, how does it work? Doesn't matter. Moving on to the next thing. Like it was a lot of that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't announce they are working on a streaming service, which, by the way, Microsoft is working on as well. And uh, Ubisoft president Yves Gimo said that was coming. Uh, and that, the thing that it made me think about is if they, if a publisher has a streaming service, then it means they don't need a manufacturer anymore. They don't need the console because they can implement that streaming service on any device. So you don't need to go through the console gateway to get to your, uh, to your customers. And that was a really interesting take on the streaming services. But we're not there yet. The, the thing th- that is coming very soon is the Origins Access Premier service, which is a subscription service. It's going to cost about 100 bucks a month. Uh, I'm sorry, 100 bucks a year, um, more expensive if you pay per month. And it gives you access to basically all of the EA games. It's available on PC. I don't know if it's coming to Xbox One, but it's available on PC. A lot of people's reaction was, oh, great, another subscription service. But if you like at least one of the EA games for the year, you're already paying for half of that amount anyway. If you like two games, you're paying for more than the yearly amount anyway and you get all of the other bonuses with it uh so you can just pay for it for a year i think it is not that much of an uh uh you know too expensive service and even if every developer starts doing this let's say you buy one game a month that is you know 60 bucks a month that pays for about roughly six subscription services and you get all of the games 
Yeah. I think those things might be more interesting than people realize. I do too. They're not doing hundred percent on this. They're not doing the math in their heads. They need to, if they really think about it, if there are two titles that you're going to get from EA in a year, you're, you've already paid for it. And then some like you've already yeah. done it. So if you don't, if you never buy, if you've got some kind of rule about never buying a single EA game, then <laughs> don't get their subscription service. I agree. But but if you're getting games because you like games and you and you feel pretty good about a certain publisher's service because they've got at least two coming out you're into, you're set, man. Plus others that you maybe didn't catch, catch before because you're like, eh, maybe I'll check into Battlefront 2 now that it's sort of cleaned up and whatever. And, and bam, yeah, more, exactly. more value. Like you, you'll just keep finding value there. But at a base minimum, two games, you're ahead of the game. So yeah, yeah. So and you get you know for example the Sea of Solitude thing you can check it out you get Anthem like when Anthem comes out if it is the big game that it's promising to be a lot of people are going to be buying it just pay a little bit more get the yearly service sure you're not going to keep the game if you end your subscription after a year but chances are the next year there are also going to be one or two games that you're going to want to check out so obviously this is for people who buy a lot of games it's not everyone it's not every gamer some people are more casual yeah. but i think there's a big section of the gaming populace that might be uh you know for whom this might be more financially uh viable than actually buying the games yeah so i, I agree i guess we'll see i agree they'll make their money on the people who but pay for it and forget to play it and i mean that it's, it's a win-win oh, yeah, across, across the board it's like it's it's a model that works we do it with netflix and a million other things there's this is just a no-brainer so i am very interested in it i wish i was more jazzed about their offerings this year because that would help me even be more jazzed about a subscription but i think there's enough there to get excited yeah i mean next year star the uh, anthem and star wars yeah. so there you go yeah um all right let's move on to microsoft and microsoft had a pretty solid showing uh it was really games 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 and there was a lot of them um the issue is not many of them are exclusives and they absolutely acknowledge this i mean first of all standouts they showed they opened with halo infinite um, which we know nothing about but right. it's a new <laughs> halo title they are uh uh working on with a new engine that looks amazing i think the theme for new engines and graphics uh this year is view distance every new engine had incredible view distance you could see like as far as your eye could take you it was quite incredible um and then the other thing was i mean crackdown felt eh, it's releasing february 2019 gears of war 5 is releasing february uh, is releasing in 2019 as well and that one seems to be taking a different uh approach to gears of war a little bit less uh, dude bro-y which was something i didn't really appreciate about gears of war 4 i felt it was very samey to the previous games this one seems like it's growing up a little bit which uh is what i appreciate about games like tomb raider and and god of war yeah. um a, a bunch of other games we can get to but the big news i think was aside from the fact that they're also working on the streaming service um and that they mentioned the next console by the way that was a bit weird they just mentioned it but they're saying we're working on it mm -hmm. uh, the big thing was obviously they bought a ton of studios like five studios that they outright purchased uh undead labs the initiative it's a studio that's internal uh, playground games uh which 
does Forza, Ninja Theory, which did Hellblade, Compulsion Games, uh, which did We Happy Few, and those are now going to be churning out exclusive games to the Xbox One. Super great news. That is absolutely what they needed to do. The one issue is that's not going to bear fruit until at least next year if those studios had already something they were working on, and the year after that if they take time to develop the game from yeah it's from a build it's a building scratch. year it's like when a team loses yeah. a bunch of players and they've got to figure out what their plan are for the next season they're not going to win the championship they just need to start building what could potentially win a future championship that's where they're at and i but i, I mean they bought five studios no, that is that's huge no 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 that what that yeah. tells me is that they are dead serious about uh about what's next like they're that is them showing their hand and saying oh you thought we were kind of losing interest or Sachin Nadella maybe wasn't thinking we were going to do Xbox as much or spin this off or whatever and, and this is the opposite of that this is this is hunkering down investing in the future investing in titles like this is a big deal uh, for Microsoft and I'm very excited about what it could mean you know uh, they also have a game pass by the way the Xbox game pass uh, it is currently uh, the six months um code on amazon is half price yeah so if you buy it now you get access to the entire library of first party xbox games until the end of the year mm -hmm. that seems like a, it's it's 30 bucks so it seems like a pretty good deal oh, a i think i might deal. do that and and plug my xbox back in just <laughs> just because if i had an um, xbox there's... one i would absolutely do this in a heartbeat i think it's a great service i, I was really hoping sony would respond with one of their own I'm, they're in a position of leadership where they don't really have to react that way but uh i i wish it would have done that because I'm, I'm into this idea i'm not so much into streaming game services not really into that at all actually but the idea of a subscription that lets me just download a game and play it proper i'm into that and i think they're really smart yeah. to do that I think the screaming, uh, the screaming, the streaming thing is not going to be really viable uh for every for many people until the infrastructure gets updated and that's going to take a little bit of a time uh, a little bit of time but the subscription is available now for everyone i'm actually surprised uh uh well we can talk about Sony later but they have too many games for this to be financially interesting yeah. for them um so a lot of other games that i mean aside from the halo announcement gears of war which looks really good again uh crackdown 3 a little bit more eh, i mean ted cruz yelling in your ear is great but it's kind of, I'm not sure I want this as the main attraction of a game. We'll have to see more when they finally show us more. Um, Forza Horizon 4, Forza always looks great. It's in Britain this time. Uh, it's coming October 2nd. Uh, and aside from that, they had Sekiro, uh, a game from From Software, which is like Japanese medieval times uh, setting. Devil May Cry 5, which is you know, a highly uh, acclaimed series, uh, a game like Tunic, which is kind of an isometric Fox Zelda kind of thing. Absolutely. My drop. game of that particular <laughs> conference is that, by the way, it's the one yeah. I care about the most, which tells you a lot about what I like to play. <laughs> well, I, so I, I want to hear more about uh, what you liked from the conference, but the mic drop was Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing game from, oh, well, amazing looking game from uh, CD Projekt Red, of course, developers of The Witcher 3. Uh, highly anticipated game, amazing setting. It looked like it was very respectful of the, of the uh, uh, original material. Really a mic drop for the conference. The problem is, all of those games I just mentioned 
are going to be available on multiple platforms so they're not microsoft exclusives still very exciting tunic might be a, a, an exclusive but it looked um, like tunic uh, was a, a, at the very least a xbox launch exclusive if i'm not wrong and all but also right. a uh, simultaneous PC. pc thing yeah which is where i'll right. probably play it but yeah that game looked great so oh yeah so out of those i mean what did you like obviously tunic but- i liked a lot i mean like I, I i used this comparison yesterday on a couple of shows including us on our live uh coverage of sony i of the microsoft conference they are really they made they they showed us a lot of really great meat and potatoes kind of games games that you know and you love and you want to play and that's great uh and you're familiar with them and in some cases, third party, but even their first party stuff, it was like, yeah, I know this, I could get into this. And then I, they, but they don't do anything crazy. There's nothing out on the limb. They're not taking artistic risks. Uh, I think there's room for that in the future. These investments l- will lead to that. But right now it's just very, you want Gears of War? Here's Gears of War. You want a, t- a Halo tease? Here's a Halo tease. Driving game? Got you covered. Like it's very traditional Microsoft meat and potatoes kind of conference. Um, you know, I want weird fish. I want strange uh, vegetables. I want uh, my my particular <laughs> tastes get get handled better over at, at at Sony. On the one hand, Microsoft you want says you want a burger, and I'm like, yeah, I like burgers. Sony says, do you want a weird fish that if you don't cook it long enough, it'll kill you? Yeah, I do want that. I want to try weird things, and Sony does that for me. So, so that that analogy aside, um, I think it is a little weird that my my biggest kick came from that tunic game i Mm. i I just adore that kind of thing and i love it's not just a retro thing for me it's a it's this detailed minimalist world and and destructible environments looked really cool and and you know i I don't know what the gameplay is is much beyond well it sort of looks like an older zelda game or whatever it looks like it plays like one chopping down trees and fighting enemies and all that i just know that that's one i would spend a ton of time in Whereas something like AAA giant Gears of War four five rather, I just can't be bothered. It just I'm, I'm I guess I'm just worn out on that kind of stuff. It's like ah, Ooh. giant dudes in suits shooting the guns, and here we go, there's an alien here. Well, like, I mean that's why in this case, uh, Gears is interesting because it's taking a different approach. You're playing first. You're playing a, a woman, a female character. And it seems like that character is the main protagonist and you're going on a rebel kind of narrative adventure. Uh, I wonder if the gameplay is going to be changed as well. But I think this might be the Gears of War that departs from the formula enough that it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it could be. Um, I mean, I hope so. It did seem a little more self-serious than usual, which I am not sure how I feel about that yet. Um, At the end of that, all it could be, oh, this is a maturing maturing of this game series. Or I could look at it and go, all right, just calm down. Everybody taking yourselves too seriously. <laughs> I can't tell yet how I feel yeah. there. So um, so we're going to move on, but do not be fooled. There were a ton of other games in this conference, and surely some of them you enjoyed and we didn't mention. Uh, there was, I mean, uh, uh, things like Metro Exodus that was shown again, uh, Captain Midnight, which is a don't nod uh, join, joint. Uh, there was... Jump Force, an anime from the Jump Magazine uh, thing. There was DLC for Cuphead, Dying Light 2, Battletoads, uh, Session, which actually is a console exclusive, a skate game. They, they showed The Division 2, Tales of Vesperia remake. Uh, what else? Like They showed Fallout 76, Kingdom Hearts 3, which, by the way, was at every single conference it felt. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 
the, the silly Gears Pop game and Gears Tactics uh, coming to mobile. Gears Pop and, and Gears Tactics are coming to mobile. Uh, I feel like I the one that hit me the most was maybe aside from Gears of War 5 is Cyberpunk 2077, oh which I want to know more and we didn't see anywhere else. Yeah, nobody else it's showed it. It was, and, we, and like you said, we you know, this is a CD Projekt Red thing, which means we'll end up with it on PC and, uh, you know, it'll be everywhere. But yeah. very, I mean, these are the Witcher people, everybody, for those who not knowing who that is. Uh, this is their long-awaited, much-talked-about, forever-not-seen Cyberpunk game that looks... Uh, I just, it's so thick and rich. I cannot wait to dive into that. Like that is my jam, hundred percent. So, yeah. way it's a great they, they way to end the do, show. It was really good, really strong ending. Yeah. They can just do a uh, future cyberpunk setting Witcher three that's slightly improved, and you're golden. No, I'm hundred percent golden. I'm beyond golden. I'm the golden child at that point. Well, uh, let's see if Bethesda is also the golden child. Basically, there were a lot of announcements. Usually, I mean, in the past couple of years, Bethesda did something really cool, which was we have one big game. It's available this year. Thank you very much. Good night. Uh, this is not <laughs> what they did this this time. They had uh, a lot of discussions about a lot of games. Rage 2 is coming spring 2019. Uh, Fallout 76 is coming this year, November 14th. There will be a beta before uh, it launches. We still don't know any everything about this game. It's going to be uh, entirely online, even though you can play solo. Um, Rage 2 was a bit more exciting than I anticipated. Oh. I think I'm very curious to see what happens there. Uh, but they also announced Doom Eternal, which is a sequel to 2016's Doom. Um, we'll see more of that at QuakeCon in August. They announced, uh, they teased really, Starfield, which is their big next franchise. It's a space ex space game. Like it's a science fiction Single thing. player science fiction role-playing game. Todd Howard's next big pet project he's been working on for years. Yes. Right. And we saw nothing about this. It was just a teaser. And same with uh, Elder Scrolls Six, very small teaser. All of these we're probably not going to be seeing until at least next year, probably many years in the future in the case of those last two. They announced a bunch of other things, uh, expansion for ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, and Elder Scrolls Blade on mobile and VR, uh, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot in VR, Prey in VR, uh, Wolfenstein The Young Blood, which is really cool, coming out, uh, well, it looks really cool, coming out 2019. It's uh, set in the 80s, and you play BJ Blazkowicz's Twin Daughters. Um, the New Colossus is coming on Switch. Bunch of stuff. What did you enjoy in that conference? Uh, a lot of it. Like Again, game games-wise, uh, across the board, loved everything about that conference. Uh, the presentation was weird, and Todd Howard was really the highlight, because he knows how to work a stage, but that aside, game-wise, um, very pleasantly happy and surprised to hear that Fallout 76 sounds like a Fallout game I want to play instead of one that I was going to have to avoid. Uh, he made a very big point about this can be played solo. You can do the things you like to do in the Fallout game. You can do your quests and advance your character and get your gear. And, you know, it's, a, it's an RPG, but it's got this other aspect to it. Now that I know I kind of have options, I'm, I'm way more intrigued. So all in on that. Gonna play that this year for sure. Uh, uh, Doom, excited about Doom sequels. I'm excited about all that stuff. I think Rage Two though is probably my game of the show. Uh, oh, of okay. their of their event because it speaks to me on a million levels. Um, 
This is Avalanche Studios, who made the much underappreciated Mad Max open world game in 2015, right around the launch of the film. And this really seems like that game on steroids. It's the I. I mean, I really do believe the rumors that the movie franchise is currently wound up in a bunch of legal problems because they were yeah, going to do and sequels. They were and developing the second one, and they had to stop it. Yeah, they had to stop. So they got all these assets, all this stuff just sitting there. And if if they struck a deal where Bethesda's like, I mean, I don't know how that worked because Warner Brothers technically would own stuff but who knows but uh you know them coming along and saying well all right you guys want to do rage 2 and and them jumping on board like this makes me very excited so between that and just cause 4 both from avalanche i'm very excited about my avalanche favorite games because i really like both those games a lot but rage 2 looks amazing it looks visceral as as crap but also uh just super interesting and i love post-apocalyptic freaking mad max worlds and i'm all in so Zero, zero yeah, doubt same. I will own that game. Can't wait. Yeah, me too. Um, it's spring 2019, though, so it's a little bit of a long ways off. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the feel of the game looked really cool. It was like it was owning up to its name. It was really rage, and it was crazy and fast and, and uh, intense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how it works out because that was it, – it looked even faster and crazier than Doom, yeah. which – was is saying something and an important uh, note about that the reason that i'm most excited about rage 2 because rage 1 was a big disappointment across the board for a lot of people graphically it was cool and had some neat tech and everything it's kind of the last hurrah for john carmack before he left and went to oculus um but what they did with doom earned my trust in bethesda with id properties uh quakes and unknown right. still but but in, in the case of doom that shouldn't have worked out so well and it did and it worked in spades and it was amazing so i think they can do what they did for doom and do it for rage in, in a way that makes you know just completely redeems the series i'm very excited uh doom eternal obviously very curious about i loved the one from a few years ago um I'll wait to see more. Wolfenstein, The Young Blood, I think I didn't mention it's a co-op game. Yeah. Um, so you can play, you know, two people together, co-op. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. I, I think the thing, I know it's, you know, it's weak, but I think the thing I'm most excited about is Starfield because a Bethesda space game, um, I mean, it's between that and Elder Scrolls Six. Which it's you know the the oldest trick in the book. You show me a name and a, a couple of images, and I'm like, oh my god, they're doing something. But <laughs> I, I think that is has nestled into my heart and is cozily uh, uh, resting there for the next few years oh, yeah. when they keep teasing those things and we don't see anything of the games for years. Hundred does hundred thousand percent agree. I just. It's impossible for me to like. I'm sure that 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 sci-fi game will be the biggest jam of my life when it hits. I'm so excited about it, but they just we don't know anything about it. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We have a logo, and I'm not even sure that'll stick. <laughs> you know? Um. All right. Well, next is the Devolver Digital Conference, which I think you didn't watch. Right? Nope, I skipped it. I I was I had to get a haircut. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That is, I mean, Devolver was last year. They debuted, 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 debuted their conference, debuted, debuted their conference, um, and they are like the anti-establishment publisher. Which their conference, if you if you haven't seen it before, it's 
making fun of every other conference in a super edgy way. And personally, I have a big problem with people who try to be edgy and who yell, I'm edgy in your face, which is essentially what this conference is doing. Mm -hmm. um, I understand the humor of it, but what really bothers me is that they're, they're presenting and portraying themselves as we're not like all of these other companies that throw marketing in your face. We're original and authentic, which really is just another form of marketing. Right, you know, it's right. that is the image they're projecting, and it is just as artificial as every other conference at the show. Mm -hmm. So that kind of rubs me the wrong way. That being said, I understand why it's fun. I understand what why people enjoy it. Um, there were very few games presented. It was really just a, a branding effort. Um, I think it was less cringy and annoying than last time. There was this really weird and fun moment where they introduced the loot box coin, mm -hmm. which is an actual coin you can go and purchase for 150 bucks on their site. And they presented it as it has no set value. We don't know what it's for. We don't know how much it will be worth. You can't do anything with it, but you can buy it on our website and they actually sell it. So, I mean, in the context of a presentation, it was kind of fun. Um, the, the, the overarching story of those conferences where the present, the, uh, the, uh, the host died at the end of this time and they sort of reanimate her as a RoboCop type, uh, uh, character at the end like in a post credit scene and that, that was kind of fun um, but the games themselves didn't really impress me all that much mm -hmm. and as I said the marketing part of it felt a bit uh, you know it, we're going to be talking about the PC gaming conference in just a bit but the PC gaming felt like what Devolver was trying to convey it was more earnest and uh, uh, authentic than what Devolver is doing, yelling at the other conferences that they suck. Yeah. So this is them, though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they actually do it. I, I guess it's uh, it's their it's their, it's their thing. Shtick. It's their shtick. But I don't even know why they. I don't know. They they make some cool little indie games that I've enjoyed. I just don't think of them as like can't wait to see them on stage talking about stuff. Like there's a million. Well, that's why they do it. That's they have to to artificially make their voice louder and that's a good way of doing it it's great marketing that's yeah, but yeah, you know it is i guess it is i feel like it might notice not be. i didn't mention a single of their games <laughs> i know you didn't i mean my <laughs> friend pedro like the the banana shooting thing was kind of interesting uh but uh, anyway i mean if it's your thing you know about those games already so yeah uh all right that's it for devolver sorry if if you love devolver yeah, and by, and by the way, um, they make great games. Ruiner, Enter oh, yeah, the Gungeon, absolutely. Broforce, just, Shadow Warrior, Absolver, uh, Hotline Miami, Serious Sam. You know, they they publish cool games. Talos Principle, even that one's super cool. Like, I, I like I guess them. there wasn't any games at that conference that caught my eye like those ones. Did, right, so. right, right. So it keeps them in the front of your brain, and, and they also were edgy, and then I guess the kids, I, someone yeah. likes that. I don't like Oh, it. many people do. It's just it rubs me personally the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, all right. Square Enix. Uh, that was, I think, the most disappointing one of <laughs> yeah. the, entire, the entire show. I'm not sure exactly why, because it wasn't so much less new information than, say, Sony. But I guess the games that were presented 
at, at Sony were more impressive and exciting. Here we had things like almost everything we already knew about. We had already seen some of the things were already out. Uh, there were two interesting things. Babylon's Fall, a plat platinum game that's coming out in 2019, which we didn't see anything about. It was just they're publishing a platinum game. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. And uh, The Quiet Man, which was a weird live action slash uh, computer graphics mix of a trailer. Uh, we'll get more info in August, but the 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 vibe of it was interesting. It was this man that was walking in the alley and beating people up without with like without making a sound yeah. it was kind of weird but i kind of dug it other than that you know shadow of the tomb raider uh octopath traveler just cause cause four coming out december 4th by the way kingdom hearts 3 which many many people are excited about uh, january 29 2019 we are collectively not into this game so it's just our thing. Dragon Quest 11 coming to the West. Yep. Uh, we knew that was happening, but they talked about it again. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was disappointing. Yeah, and then didn't they mention a bunch of Dragon Quest uh, re-release uh, re stuff? Like the other Japanese games that never made it to the States are coming also? Or did I misread did that? They? I thought there was something oh, where I they were saying, hey, you're going to get the old ones too if you want them. Or there's... Well, they already came out on, on 3DS. I could so, be confusing it with um, maybe it's other games. Oh, you know what I'm confusing? I'm confusing it with Kingdom Hearts because they're doing that three for one special oh, edition right, PlayStation right, right, Pro. Right. That's what I'm mixing. The up. Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 1, 2.5, and and 2.8 global remix prelude. Like that's literally the title. Sounds like that. Yeah, that's the Japanese title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, anything tickle? Uh, your I just was bummed not to see the Avengers game. Like, come on, what are you doing? Yes, uh, yes, that was the biggest bummer of the entire show. I agree. Uh, also, uh, not, just nothing. Not that I even care about this game, because I kind, of, I kind of don't. But I just want to see their follow through. But that remake of uh, Final Fantasy VII, just like no hide or hair of that. Um, yeah, we so, didn't hear about this at all. This is like almost like the, the theme of the entire E3 is everybody had gaping holes of things they didn't mm -hmm. mention, which just is weird to me. I'll write down to Nintendo today. They all had something they didn't say that it seemed yeah. obvious to talk about or to mention or to at least show something, and and nobody did. It's really weird. I thought. Um. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, Square Enix. I mean, some of the games are going to be interesting. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is more Tomb Raider, but that's cool. Yeah. Just Cause Four looked pretty crazy. Again, insane view distance in that new engine they have. Yeah. Octopath Traveler is interesting to some people they confirmed again that near automata is coming uh, later this month to xbox so some people like that mm -hmm. captain spirit is again that weird don't nod thing where you play a little kid that thinks he's a superhero but really his life sucks and that you know don't nod is pretty good at conveying those sort, sorts of uh intimate emotion type of uh, uh experiences so cool stuff, but just not, I mean, okay stuff, not incredible stuff. Right. A disappointing conference, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft had a pretty good conference, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was very classical Ubisoft. You didn't have anything incredible. There wasn't a mic drop like Beyond Guggen and Evil 2 last year. Um, actually, they showed another trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2, which 
that really annoyed me because we know that the game is kind of being half kickstarted and and created by a lot of people around the world they even have a collaboration with hit record by uh, joseph gordon levitt levitt his company um which by the way the people working on that are being compensated so there was a big controversy about that but they showed a trailer super polished cg trailer again like last year and the the gameplay bits were so almost non-existent and what we saw a few weeks ago was very very rough so i'm like stop working on gameplay on on trailers on cg trailers work on the game i know it's not the same people they probably have outside people doing that but um right um so that the division two has a lot of learnings they had from the first one coming out march 15 2019 um and then the other two things which I think which I think impressed us, there were a lot more, like Trials Rising, uh, Mario and Rabbits, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong Adventure is coming, you know, June 26th. Transference, that weird thing with Frodo is still <laughs> happening. Uh, yeah. Coming out this VR horror thing coming out this fall. Uh, the Crew 2 for Honor is free for the starter edition for a week. So go get that. There's a siege mode coming uh, later this fall. Starlink. I mean, I, I could mention all of them, but Skull and Bones, that pirate game, I think was really impressive to you. And then Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, set in ancient Greece uh, won all of us over um, with its presentation, which admittedly, it's pretty much Assassin's Creed Origins in Greece, which is enough for me, I think. But uh, yeah. yeah, so solid, but not incredible what, what yeah i mean a lot of it didn't not, no, there wasn't anything announced well partly because of leaks and stuff like we mentioned but some of that stuff just you know there was no like woo big surprise from from ubisoft but everything looked solid to me and as i mentioned in our live thing i like that they're backing games that had rough starts and are now finding their legs uh rainbow six siege is a game like that for honor is like that and they're showing long longevity uh commitment type stuff which is goes a long way with me um from developers i feel like it's a it's a blizzard trait and i think it's a smart trait for game publishers and developers to 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 get in and do that if you're gonna make a game just really go for it even if things are rough in the beginning so i like that um the assassin's creed game looks looks great i don't know how i feel yet about them going year and year on year again we'll see uh it looks beautiful though uh yeah, I mean, like a the, solid the, showing. Every, across the board, everything looked really good at, at Ubisoft. And I, I I, mean, they're probably my favorite publisher outside of first-party Nintendo or, I don't know, I guess Blizzard would be another one. But I really like them as a, as a, as a mega publisher. I feel like they are making really cool stuff. And, and, that, and, and were, that Skull and Bones look rad. I should mention that real quick because I'm very excited about that game. Looks really good. Yeah, what I mean, it, it, they kind of sold a pirate game to me, mm-hmm. which I didn't think I was going to be excited about, <laughs> but um, they kind of managed. And I, I mean, I'm still not the biggest fan, but it looks interesting. You are uh, essentially the captain of your ship, and you're the only person controlling the ship. It's a multiplayer ship battle thing where you don't have to play multiple crew members on your ship um so it, it's you're in control of everything that happens you can have different ships you can uh, equip them with different accessories and items and stuff and you have to uh, plan your attack for the 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 
the thing you want to attack and find it and then approach it the right way. Um, it, it felt like they managed to make a solid game out of that premise, which I wasn't sure they were going to manage uh, to achieve. Yeah. I mean, so. they were the difference for me. I said this on the DLC podcast. I'll just repeat it here. What they did there is they, they sold me because I, what I don't want to do in a pirate game is have me be in charge of driving while someone else is in charge of shooting while someone else is in charge of bailing water or whatever all the stuff is you're going to do in a pirate scenario. What I want is the ship is the character and I control every aspect of it. So I am, you know, moving it, turning it, firing, telling it when to fire, controlling camera. That's the game I want. And that looks like what they're making. It's it's in the the antithesis of what Sea of Thieves is in that regard. And so that's way more interesting immediately uh, for me because then it's more of a shooter. I can I can focus on what I need to do and not worry about other people slacking or blowing the deal for me. And that's much more interesting to me. So even even though this yeah, is a multiplayer kind of effort, I you know, I'm all about me. That's the I'm thing. the ship. Become the ship. Yes, I agree. But it's also a shared world where obviously you can play together to take down, you know, menaces. Mm -hmm. But at any point, it seems you're the, the people sailing the high seas with you can turn on you and, you know, sink your ship to get your booty, mm -hmm. um, which it's great because that's how the world is supposed to work in reality. But very often it means that what actually happens in the games is it's very frustrated for the people who aren't so much into PvP type experiences. Mm -hmm. And because you get, you know, the thing you spent the last half hour trying to get, well, someone shot you down and uh, you don't have any more. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. It, the, I'm, there's questions about it, but man, it just is such a realized place. Like it just feels so detailed and, Piratey. That's true. It's just so piratey in the right ways for me. Not not <laughs> pirates of the Caribbean, but pir pirate just like real pirates, like Black Flag, taken to a new level. It's it's one of my favorite things they showed. Um, we didn't talk too much about the division. Um, they talked about it a lot. Obviously, there there's going to be raids. You have like different classes now. You have uh, well a lot of DLC, which is going to bring. Uh, content for the game regularly it seems like that game could be i didn't quite get into the first division yeah. uh, even though it, it's kind of a game that was designed for me um but it seems like this one might be a pretty good you know let's say anthem doesn't work to replace destiny which is sinking well mm -hmm. in interest although the new expansion is apparently doing a lot of things that the fans want. I haven't played for almost a year now. Well, six months. So I don't know. But maybe the division has an opportunity to slide in there and, and provide that kind of enjoyment. Um, it just seems like it's one of many now, whereas it was just one of two before. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I think, that's, sure. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh I liked the first one. I played it quite a bit. I had some complaints. Um, I, what I, I mean, I always look, what I want from these games is cool multiplayer, but I want a great PVE 
solar experience if I can get it. And if the second yeah. game supports that more than the first did, then I will probably get way into the division two. Um, I like what they're, I like the story they're telling. I think that trailer they showed is super interesting. It was, it was a later conference though, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember. No, it was it was that one. Was it that one where the camera kind of panned through the city and you saw everything from the safe camp to and the girl with the airplane and all that, the little paper airplane? Was that? that yeah, one? that 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 was the one. Okay, it, it it that is all very cool and intriguing. It set the right tone. It really did. Set the right. Tone. It did, and the gameplay demo had some neat strategy going on that the first game lacked, <laughs> including including the uh, Ubisoft patented uh, real fake. <laughs> team chat yeah that stuff which annoys irks, me. i think everyone on the internet it really does I they think... i, I want to say the first time they showed the division that was a thing that's where it started i want to say and then it just yeah. every time they do it i just go you guys freaking stop it it's so annoying <laughs> it's okay i think it's there's okay. a joyfulness about well, ubisoft's conference in general that i really uh, like and so um they're the happiest yeah. of, of the of the shows in my opinion that's very true. You know, you could feel, you mentioned it during the live coverage, you could feel that Vivendi is not threatening to hostily, hostily take them over anymore. And they had these weird, like, Just Dance Panda marching band routine. The, there were a bunch of weird things like this that oozed joy. It was just just joy. Yeah. Um, Starlink, that Toys to Life thing with the ships you can put on your controller, is getting a Star Fox a uh, uh, character on switch which i guess people are going to want to check out for that mm. but we didn't talk about assassin's creed at all or just a little bit uh, you can play either a male or female character alexios or cassandra it's coming out october 5th another game that's coming out before um red dead redemption 2 uh and you can have multiple dialogue choices now which is they're going full full uh you know witcher 3 people say or bioware Uh, game maybe more witcher 3 um and it just looks like you have the eagle mechanic that you had from odyssey it's really a, a refinement of odyssey which i guess is their their mo now they're going to be doing uh, every other year a tiktok cycle kind of thing every other year an imp a, a improvement of the one that came before and then maybe the next one is going to be an entirely different setting or even engine or stuff like that sure um Or system rather than engine, right. I suppose. But yeah, you you play a Spartan. You are in the middle of Greece. I don't know how they're going to make work playing. I think you're playing before uh, Balak from Origins, which is supposed to be the Origins, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, Balak played like towards the end of uh, like 50 BC, and this was 250 BC. So it's like Origins, Origins. But still, doesn't matter. It looks, you know, Greece, ancient Greece holds a very space, special place in the Western culture's heart because it's our um, origins, maybe even more in Europe than the US. I guess you have your Wild West mythology. <laughs> We do. Um, it's all we've got. But, <laughs> We don't have anything else cool I like guess. that. But I well, love Greece. Greece you, also yeah. come from, you also come from Europe, so it's your origins as well. Sure, so. sure, sure. But uh, growing up, I mean, Greek mythology greek everything was i mean that was the bomb and so it's mm. it's really the i mean it, it, i used to play those caesar games like crazy back in the day they're like top down city builder things and this just feels like i get to go down inside there now like 
Oh, it's going to be... Right. I was actually kind of down on the idea of a second Assassin's Creed two years in a row again. And then I saw it and I went, oh, this is all right. I mean, they don't have hoods, yeah. though. It's a little weird, dude. No hoods. <laughs> and no animus. No mention of animus at all. That's that fine with yeah. me. Fine with me. But it's just, a you know, feels like they're maybe taking this down the Witcher road a little more hardcore than they than we thought. Well, so that's exciting indeed. Uh, next the uh award for the least anticipated conference that turned out to be the most improved and actually kind of fun uh the pc gaming conference which was a disaster for the past three years yeah uh and they managed to clean up uh shorten dynamicize and uh it was actually quite enjoyable they had weird pc games that were small enough that no one else would talk about them but were really interesting and no one would put them on anything other than PC because they're too small to generate enough revenue to be uh, uh, profitable, probably. There were a ton of games like this man-eater game where you actually play a shark and you you have like a shark skill tree that allows you to jump more higher out of the water and be faster and like eat people better uh there was this two-point hospital which is basically a theme hospital uh sequel that isn't just theme hospital you have like these weird illnesses where you have to treat turtle heads by popping out the heads of people for which they're stuck into their bodies and (laughs) monobrow infestation it's coming out full 2018 it was so adorable noita is that weird pixels physics destruction platformer thing that really uh got you rapture that really jumped at me yeah uh rapture rejects which is a cyanide and happiness joint basically uh it's a battle royale crazy (laughs) battle royale. it's the funniest trailer the whole day so good it was fun so many different things we we can't talk about all of them but uh i think the show is has become enjoyable they they've understood what they should be doing yeah they finally got it right i mean get rid of the dumb couch interview style uh sean plot's the right host you just haven't given him the right format so this is the right format it felt a lot less advertising there was a little of that but it wasn't too bad um the girl he had with him i thought was just a great way to do cuts and say you know a quick shift to something else was to go to her in the balcony and talk about another thing um the interviews were short the trailers were interesting, and it really did kind of help showcase why PC gaming is what it is. Uh, this this broad range of weird experiences that you can't really either get on other platforms or this is where they start and then they take off from here. Um, it was great. It was very much improved. I'm not going to say it's my favorite of the conferences, but it was a billion times better than the last two years. They were terrible yeah. last two years. They were freaking awful. It was almost like I had to leave and just take a bath or something and this is, to clean, cleanse yourself yeah this the, is better than that and that made me very very happy so it's good stuff i i have to say there's one thing that irked me a little bit the fact that the 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 sponsors were weaved into the conference without clear mention of the fact that they were sponsoring the show like the, the acer and uh, whatever the weird duck uh, cook duck was were very clearly sponsors <laughs> yeah. but there were a few games a few companies that were sponsors of the shows that presented their games as every other developer was presenting their games and they only mentioned which companies were sponsors you know at at 
times during the conference, but not when the games were being presented. Yeah. That's a nitpick, but it kind of worked me. I, I didn't like that either. And you didn't see it till the end. Like, it was like, mm, yeah. okay, guys, you got, they sure talked Tripwire a lot. Well, because Tripwire is a sponsor. Like, it was <laughs> exactly. a little annoying. Um, not the way I would have handled it. But then again, in a way, it's almost kind of PC ish to see that happen like it's guess, a very pc yeah. thing to have happen so uh yeah it's fine like you say it's a bit of a nitpick but uh pick you know nits were picked i get it i'm with you and and there were so many weird pc games again that can only be made on the pc like night call was this weird film noir type taxi adventure super stylized thing um there was, I mean, NeoCab is also, sub, for some reason, Uber simulators, simulators seems to be the thing now. NeoCab is like a cyberpunk setting for a taxi ride simulator. It was weird. Um, but so many things that made you go, oh, w- wait, what is this? Um, and again, that, that Noita thing, you, I think you basically pre-ordered the moment you saw the, the trailer. Oh, I did. I went out and got it. Um, well, I, pre- yeah. I wish listed it because you can't do anything else really, but... Um... But yeah, like that looks so cool. And I love that stuff. It's weird. It's like a a platformer where every piece of the platformer of the the, the stages are individual pixels that have physics attached to them. And you can blow, you're kind of like a mage, I guess. You can blow stuff up. And when you do, like literally half the, 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 the screen can fall and be destroyed and that's what the platform section becomes it's very strange and intriguing yeah it was good i hope they keep it up next year uh and showcase those kinds of things and and do this this way i think this is this bodes well for the future of that event and i've I've heard mostly positive from outside of our little group i've heard a lot of people who really like the way they did it yeah so more of that please Uh, games like that too so before we move on, Hitman 2 is coming out November 13th. Yep. Uh, fans of Hitman are super excited about this. Overkill's The Walking Dead is coming out November 6th. And we did see some gameplay, but it was like, uh, it makes me f- think they didn't want to show the game too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they're not. I mean, the idea of having a Left for Dead replacement really excited me, especially in the Walking Dead universe, even though it's a little bit, you know, over now the craze. But the way they presented it didn't inspire a lot of confidence. So Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. I, I, I want to play that game because I like the dev and but man, that thing's such troubled development. Let's just hope it's good. I want to shoot a bunch of zombies. I'm cool with that. So yeah. just make that work. Uh, it, I'm not super hopeful anymore. Yeah. And should we talk about Star Citizen Alpha? 3.2 like i i guess we shouldn't no, whatever i'm annoyed i'm annoyed with that I, i'm annoyed as well it's just you know some people are getting a kick out of it so fine for them they need to just say here's a video game you can pay for and then i'm in then i'll check out your game and on its own merits none of this freaking it's not for you we're not still you. funding it why don't you buy a, sh- a fake ship for a thousand u.s dollars bite me in no the butt no forcing anyone no yeah, well they're not forcing me, but they sure are annoying me. I want to put a no soliciting. <laughs> Can we put a digital no soliciting sign up just for that game? Just quit bugging me and then tell me when your game's done. Anyway. All right. Uh, I think the next conference is one that you enjoyed. Uh, Sony 
presented a lot of things. Um, well, I mean, not the most things from Microsoft had more things. I guess so. I guess Sony had more exclusive things. Uh, some of them quite enticing and exciting. The big problem was um, there were no dates for anything. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two didn't have a date. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima didn't have a date. Death Stranding didn't have a date. We had no dates for anything. Um, we're going to talk more about the gameplay trailers for a few of those, but the things that jumped out at me aside from these ones, mm-hmm. um, Control is a very strange-looking third-person shooter where it's like trippy and you bend reality, kind <laughs> of. It's very difficult to explain, um, and it was very intriguing. I want to know more about that game. And the other thing that is worth mentioning is Resident Evil 2 Remake coming January 2019. Uh, and that looks like a full remake, not just a reskin or a remaster of the old game. There are... Oh, 100%. Not, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, this is... I, I did myself the disservice, or, or maybe service, of going to YouTube immediately uh, after that conference, or sometime yesterday. I don't remember. Yesterday's a blur. Oh, um, and check it out. And I went Resident and looked Evil at old 2. Resident Evil 2 <laughs> streams on YouTube. Whoo! Like, this is absolutely not a reskin. This is a thousand percent a new kind of, like, take on the on that particular game. A lot of people's favorite in the RE series. My memory of it is it was a little short. That's the thing I remember back in... I bought that game yeah. on the PS1. But, but anyway, uh, that was a genuine surprise. Nobody had leaked that. I didn't know that was coming. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had heard about it actually, but um, I hadn't heard at all. I thought that was I, yeah. I, I went in completely naive about it. So when I saw uh, Leon show up, I went, "Whoa, wait, four is that?" Like I started, my brain started going all over the place, and then yeah. then it hit me. No, he's a cop. This is this is two. This is two. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. um, yeah, two really bothered me at the time because the first one was really clever in its setting, and it very much felt like they did two with a mention again. And midway through the development, they were like, wait, we can't have a mention again, so let's make that into the city. And the city is really three streets before you get to the (laughs) police station. And then the police station is this weird-ass mention-like thing where you have statues and gems you have to put in their eyes, and they reveal secret passages. Like, this didn't... I didn't like it. Yeah, no, it's the same. You're exactly right. They created another mansion hub, just called it a police station, and it was less big. But all that yeah, being said, yeah. it might be an it might be a f- good 3D deal. Like oh yeah, I mean the the, the remaster could be interesting. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Neo Two was announced. They have Trover saves the universe, which is like written by one of the guys from Rick and Morty. I think it was kind of funny. Um, Deraciné is a VR game from From Software. That is unexpected. From Software is doing a very poetic, uh, uh, different type of. Uh, VR game, which, by the way, did did we mention the Sekiro from software game from Microsoft, the Microsoft conference? Oh, it looked really interesting. No, we, I, think I think we, we, we in that. passing, there are so many things. Yeah. Um, and then okay, let's get to the to the big ones. Uh, The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Spider Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, go ahead, take your pick. That's which such a funny sounding list. Um, the. Shishima one. What's the full title? 
My brain's dead. Ghost uh, of Tsushima. Yeah, that one, the ghost one. That it came. I mean, I, we knew about it, but I didn't expect that to look like that. That just looked uh, freaking amazing. Every time I think they're squeezing all they can out of these consoles, and God of War is as good as it's going to get this generation or something, they show a game like that, and you're just like, oh, okay, next level. What are we doing? Beautiful, amazing. That may be my Sony game of show. Uh, the mm-hmm. one I'm most interested in playing anyway. Uh, that being said, Spider-Man is a looks like a totally a must-play. Everyone I've talked to at E3 who's had hands-on said it was amazing, and they think that this is going to be a giant hit. So I'm confident in that. But yeah, it feels very Spidey-y, uh, according to everyone who's who's played it. They say it's the best spider-man simulator they've seen uh to date yeah so that's I mean, very and that's high uh, praise because uh, two was a really great game back in the day and yeah. so i'm ready for that crown to be passed to to an next gen game so that's great and and the video ended on a cliffhanger as well where you were like everyone from the raft which for some reason the raft which is the big prison was in new york city yeah. and and all the inmates escaped and this made me very nervous because it i don't want the game to turn into arkham city where you're Spider-Man and you have to be in a city where everyone is a bad guy. It doesn't seem like it yeah, doesn't I, look like that's what's happening. I can't and they tell. also had like the Sinister Six and sure. anyway. I can't tell yet what they're gonna do with this story, but yeah. you're right. I had that same thought. But um the 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 person at the end who that we don't find out who that is, uh you know, whoever rounds out the six, uh I think is Aunt May and she's naked and has wings. That's my thinking. <laughs> um anyway that was that looked really great uh i just can we talk i mean i know we're jumping around but death stranding for a second um sure what the what the frick is that thing like they still we still don't have any idea i think we got a hint at some gameplay and i don't just mean the walking around with boxes on your back and all that but like that that clapping weird looking radar that shows ghosty people with their umbilical cords floating in the world this will all make sense. Which you have to avoid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the most gameplay thing to, we've to seen. Progress. Yeah, yes. and I assume that that's gameplay. I don't know, because who knows. Uh, but the toenail uh, removal simulation, uh, as I like to call it, oh. that's stranding, is a weird thing, and I am, I'm all in regardless of whatever the hell that is, and I'm probably going to be still a couple years away f- before anyone plays it, but I'm in for that kind of weird, so yes, please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even yeah, care I, what it is, honestly. I just want to play it. It's yeah, I agree. I mean, it's weird and and interesting, but I it gives me an extreme lost vibe where it's much easier to set a mystery that calls for a satisfying answer than to give a satisfying answer. And when you don't get a satisfying answer, you're entirely disappointed in the whole thing, mm. which I think is what lost suffered from ultimately even though the the initial couple of seasons were absolutely fantastic as you know individual works of television art here it feels like he's starting to explain things a little bit without explaining them really like the as you're saying the clapping radar thing is helping you see the enemies that uh, we don't we're starting to see how it translates into uh, uh gameplay and we've sort of seen that you can interact with your weird baby fetus that you're wearing and they are sentient and they interact with you they they like they give you thumbs up when you're ready to go and uh, it's i don't know it's so weird man it is absolutely but 
it's not more weird than it was last year. No, I not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. In fact, this if anything, it was less weird because there are people talking yeah, and exactly. and there's yeah, like you're saying. So I I yes, that that's all true. But they've not they haven't gone an, any additional uh, distance to explain themselves. Not really. Yes, exactly. So we'll see. But I'm excited mm. about that weird thing. Um, before we move on to The Last of Us Part 2, which I definitely want to talk about because yeah. that was, that was kind of a, a hit on the head. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, Black Ops 3 is free on PS Plus. So yeah. if you have PS Plus, go download it. Yeah. Uh, and, they got a, and they got a bunch of classic I, maps, which is sort of an announcement. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I did want to mention. So first of all, it is entirely my jam. Yeah. Um, I am very much a fan of Japan, and this is square squarely into uh, the feudal period of like the the 13th century. I think it's Sengoku Jidai, but I'm not sure. Uh, but it's the invasion, the Mongol invasion. We knew that already. The as you said, the engine is incredible, and the the most difficult thing to do in a landscape a natural landscape is foliage and grass and leaves and all of that because it takes so much polygons to render property and in this setting it was it seemed like they have some kind of weird magical property that they extracted from the playstation which is basically what you said scott because you have so many blades of grass so many flowers so many like some of the scenes like one of the most beautiful views of Japan is in the fall where you have all of the, I mean, it's in every country, but in Japan, it's, it's kind of a, one of the things, the redness and the different shades of reds and orange and, and yellow. Yeah. And here you had uh, maple trees and maple leaves flying around you in the entire uh, uh, scenes, which I don't think I've ever quite seen anything like this. You always see, leaves on the ground or leaves on the trees but here it's like a, a whirlwind of, of leaves as they would act if it was the, the end of fall and you had a lot of wind it was amazing and then you had the mongols that were arriving and and lighting up the surroundings with fire arrows and the combat system also looked very intriguing it seemed a lot more deliberate than just swing wildly and and hope you kill the guy it was like parry and just you know, make sure you you hit the guy at the right moment in the right way. Um, you had a little bit of a stealth mechanic and a grappling hook to for traversal. It was it looked very very interesting. Not the most original thing, but a really interesting execution. I was taken by that that gameplay video. Yeah, it was really something, and like I said, completely unexpected for me. So. Uh... Going into the C3, I thought I knew what my game, my most anticipated games moving out of this year would be. Uh, that was not among them, and it's 100% among, not only among them, it might be right up top. Uh, mm. I just, I loved everything about what I saw there, and I love historical stuff like that, and I love um, the methodical nature of what that combat looked like. Yeah. Uh, I don't want another just kind of hack and slash kind of thing, and it's got RB, uh, RPG trappings and just visually breathtaking. I, just, I've never seen anything like it. This would have been one of those things yeah. if this was a few years ago, we would have all said, whatever, this is CGI, don't lie to us. Like, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't believe it. 
absolutely it's just a beautiful and we're i just it's a charm to live in a time where that's possible on a console that came out in 2015 <laughs> um all right we have to talk about the last of us yeah we do um the last of us hopefully by now you've seen that gameplay video it's a little bit over 10 minutes um it's a, a half of it is gameplay half of it is uh pre-rendered or not pre-rendered but in engine cutscenes. um first of all if the sceneries from ghost of tsushima were jaw-dropping the facial animation and skin and uh, of the last of us are i i cannot believe as you couldn't either that this is possible yeah it the at some point, of, again, I'm sure you've seen it, when Ellie kisses her, I guess, girlfriend. Uh, By the way, that's uh, are you watching, are you watching Westworld right now? Are you seeing Westworld on HBO? Is that a thing you're watching? Yes. It's uh, What's yeah. her name? Um, I think her name's Ellie. Her name is Ellie in Westworld. Um, oh. Uh, I can't okay. think of her name. The one that's hanging around with Bernard right now, if you're caught up. Um, oh is that her yeah that's the okay. actress so that's kind of cool. okay anyway yeah, i see yeah. um right so i mean the way their mouths move it's not like you know usually when you have uh facial animation for a kiss in a game it's basically like you're holding two dolls and two dolls <laughs> and you're making them kiss right? yeah they're and they're like, polygons oh, polygons go and, through each other and it doesn't look right exactly. yeah 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 this is not that this in is something this else one, you you even had like a little bit of tongue that was coming out it was like <laughs> incredible like it, and and of course this is just an example not it it sets the tone it sets the this is what naughty dog naughty dog is really good for and especially for the last of us but beyond that which is already amazing uh the violence was something that was heavily discussed in in the previous presentations especially the one from um uh PlayStation Experience, or maybe it was Paris Games Week uh, last year, at, at the end of last year, where you had uh, the character that seems to be the mother of Ellie that was being hanged, and you had this hammer action, and, and people said, this is too much violence without context. It feels like snuff film, almost. Uh, and instead of backing down, Naughty Dog is doubling down on the violence. The violence felt disturbing um in a way that i've rarely seen before and we were discussing it on uh, the live stream with uh you and john and the 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 conclusion we came to i think was you see violence in games all the time like half the games you play you kill a million people a minute and you blow up demons and there's guts and blood everywhere but it doesn't feel impactful at all and what they have created with this one seems to be something where violence is kind of reviled, but necessary. And that's, I think that's something that I've never quite experienced in a game. Even in The Last of Us 1, it was, right. it was icky, but it wasn't as viscerally, uh, um, I, I wasn't rejecting it as viscerally as i was in this gameplay sequence it is next so, it's next level stuff man no question like this is a but is it from too that. much i'm not sure I, well I can't all right tell. so here uh, this discussion came up last night i i feel like uh in, in the shortest way possible to explain this i feel like what they did in that trailer may not have been earned yet because we don't have context from the thing like for example 
what they showed, I don't think is a linear sequence in the game. For example, them, them at the party and all that, that's, that's part of the game. Sure. Her kissing and then fading into this memory of her going through this brutal experience. I don't think that's part of the game. Like that's, an, I think it's the, I think it's the way they're, they're handling transitions. Uh, I think it might be part of the game. Well, it might be, you you may be right, but my sense is that that's edited for contact or edited for trailer. And that, yeah, for example, the guy who's, she has a choice. She's disabled a, a man who's now no longer really a threat to her. And she has a choice of what to do here. And she decides to behead the dude, uh, hit him once and then hit him again enough to take his head off. Uh, we don't know anything about him. He may be a menace that entire game and she's finally having a moment of, of revenge with him. Like we, I just don't know. And that's the problem. I trust Naughty Dog enough to know that they're, that this is going to contextually all be the right tone for what this is. But as a standalone trailer, it's just hard to see it. And it's not going to help anybody's cause who we're trying to explain to people that we don't think violent video games are a problem. I mean, this game gives us pause well, and, and we play lots of violent yeah. video games. So it's a really complicated thing. You know, like you can watch Doom and see blood and guts smeared all over everybody constantly. And you don't think twice because it's a comic book. It's a goofball. It's not it's realistic looking gore, but it's never once do you go, oh, this Doom game. Woo, uh, we're really challenging our moral stance now. This is different than that. This is us in a context of of humanity's challenge to find good in, in a, in a rotten place. And it's, it's really effective. Like it's really powerful stuff. So I don't, on the one hand, I'm like, uh, you're just, it's almost like you're showing too much in a trailer because the, the trailer's not enough to give me the context. And I need, mm. I need more of it's, that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. I think in, in, for the first time we saw the last of us one, uh, the gameplay, uh, that's again something we discussed during the live live coverage. There was this the end of the sequence where the the character you were beating, uh, you had him beaten and you were pointing your gun at him and he was putting his hand up and was pleading for you not to kill him and he was saying no 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 wait and the Joel in this case was shooting him yeah. in the end uh, on the black screen. Um, so it's not like there wasn't disturbing violence there. Uh, admittedly, it was not as much as here. But I wonder if the context is going to make that better or, or make it, well, put it in context. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it is, I think, the, the fact that I'm not sure I want to kill people, but maybe I have to. Again, it's just, I mean, I guess we're repeating ourselves. It's just something we've never really quite had in a, in a video game before yeah. where they're making you kind of responsible for your violent actions in yeah. the sense that yeah. you, you feel the responsibility, you feel the weight of those things you're doing, and maybe it makes you understand how you're desensitized to it, not in the sense that you're shooting zombies, in the sense that, you have to desensitize yourself to it. Otherwise, you can't do it. Just like I, what I'm guessing is somebody fighting in a war or, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think it's so, very, I think there's a great amount of irony. I think in the artistically fact, there's value there. I, I do too. I absolutely, I do. And I, and, and, and there's, there's some irony here, some funny irony that 
this is giving people who should be and who have been told their entire lives because they've been they've subjected themselves to so much video game violence that they're desensitized to real violence and the horror of it and what it means and i'm i'm talking to people who are that mo who are who have real pause about this who are seeing this and going oh man i don't know and and they're seasoned yeah that's a big deal i i think that's a big deal in this in this business and I hope people are nuanced nuanced enough on the out on the periphery of gaming to see that. I don't know that they will be, but I hope they have the nuance to look at it for what it is. Because I'm a guy who's used to a whole lot of video game violence, and I'll tell you what, none of that felt happy. Then <laughs> that was not some happy violence yesterday at all. So yeah, I think it's it's really interesting that they didn't back down on the violence because if they had, then it would have been just quote unquote, just like the, the, the previous Last of Us, which would have been fine. I think it's one of the best games ever made. But there is, I, I'm hoping that there is artistic intent with this uh, uh, decision and not just let's make the headlines because we're so edgy and violent that people talk about it. So right. We'll see, I guess. Right. But still no dates, still no release dates. Uh, I, uh, at this point, I, I kind of want to say don't come back unless you have a date. Right. So. <laughs> right. I don't want to see any more either. I'm good. You, yeah. You've given yeah. me what I want, and I think I know what we're getting into, and I've never seen better kissing tech in my life. Uh, so <laughs> let's hold off on the next bit until, until it's done. All right. And no Joel, by the way. Yeah, no Joel at all. Not even the ghost of Joel. There's a, the Asian guy yeah. looks a lot like Stephen Yoon to me, but whatever. I'm sure he's yeah. not. It, it was weird to have her... I mean, Ellie in the setting where she was happy, apparently, in the beginning, which, mm. again, was a, a very interesting contrast with her anger in the gameplay. Well, happy in a anyway. happy in a way that looks tentative, you know, like. A, yeah, a, well, not happy in a setting where she was resting, I guess. You know, yeah. she was in a, a, a peaceful place. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, that's going to be a huge hit that game. Uh, all right, last conference of uh, the show before we talk about our game of the show. Uh, Nintendo basically spent a whole lot of time, well, a little bit of time telling you we have a ton of games coming. Uh, some new, some old, uh, some which we knew about already. Super Mario Party coming October 5th, which I, I, this is something very uh, uh, that people won't care about. But I think it says a lot about Nintendo. In Super Mario Party, there are some games where you can uh, use two consoles, two two switches, and you can set them next to one another the way you want. Uh, <laughs> you know, just in 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 parallel, one a little bit crooked compared to the other, as you want. Yeah. And and then it lays out the the gameplay space in relation to the way you've set up your consoles. And I, I was thinking, how are they going to know where they are in relation to one another? Is it going to be like Bluetooth or like some weird detection technology? And Nintendo came up with the most easy answer to this. You just swipe your finger across both consoles. And so it knows, you know, because it's a line, a straight line, it knows where they are. It is so genius. Like it's the kind of small thing that Nintendo does so perfectly that amazes me. It's it's no one is going to notice this, but I think it's the kind of thing that Nintendo polishes so well and finds solutions to problems. So yeah. 
anyway, that was very yeah, it was pretty neat. I can't tell how all I mean all the video game or all the mini games going to have a feature like that, or is it just that Probably little not. tank one? It's just that one thing. Yeah. yeah so, but but still pretty neat, um, pretty cool. Uh, they're getting Fortnite. Uh, that's not. Oh, unexpected. by the way, no Labo talk is another thing I forgot. That didn't. There's nothing. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Octopath Traveler. It's getting a new demo, by the way. Uh, different Ooh. from the old one that was very uh early access type demo thing. Uh, so new demo available soon. Um, they mentioned a ton of the games that are coming. Oh, Fire Emblem Three Houses coming in spring 2019. Yeah. Uh, they have some weird troop formations. Uh, I mean, it's Fire Emblem. Very exciting, obviously. Pokemon Let's Go, they talked about this a little bit. A uh, ton of games, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Splatoon 2, Octo, the solo thing, Captain Toad. I mean, some games we, we knew were coming. Um, but then they spent basically, what, 25 minutes talking about <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Super, Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Bros. Bros. keep saying bros. It's bros. Some people bros. say bros. bros. I say brothers because bros is also dumb. But it's fine. <laughs> All right, Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate, which is basically <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Uh, Wii U, except it has all of the characters from all of the Super Smash games that have ever existed, and one additional one uh, to boot. It's And they spent 25 minutes going over what is essentially the patch notes of this game, um, which I'm sure is very exciting to the people who are very much into Super Smash Bros., but... I'm not one of those. I am, however, very excited to finally check out uh, a Super Smash game. Um, they announced GameCube controllers are going to be compatible, Amiibo compatibility, and it's coming out December 7, 2018. Uh, overall, I think, well, they didn't talk about Metroid at all, which was a little bit disappointing, but it's essentially what they needed to keep the steam from the previous year uh, of the switch which as we know has been tearing it up it is you know they have a ton of games uh, uh, enough original games that it is still interesting and a couple of big hitters super super smash being the biggest one um yeah it was exactly what they needed no more no less and super smash is exciting yeah i it i mean it really spent a long time on it but I think that's very fan servicey for people who are into Smash. That was their conference today, and they loved every second of that detailed thing. It's like you, you and I got a really cool Overwatch overview, or somebody finds out that their WoW character is getting all kinds of crazy class changes for an expansion. That's kind of what that was. It was show notes, really. Yeah, exactly. Not show notes, but uh, patch notes. Um, it looks great. I'm I, I skipped the Wii U version uh, and the Wii version. I didn't play either either of those. I played the GameCube one to death. That's really kind of the pinnacle of the series thus far. It will be fun to see if this is the new, the new high level. Um, and the fact that you can play with uh, GameCube controllers is cool. Uh, that's going to satisfy a bunch of people that think that's the only way to play that game. Uh, but yeah, just in general, Smash Brothers is going to be a big deal for them this year. This is a huge game. Yeah, I think they really... Um... You know, people who don't already have a Switch are already have reasons to get a Switch. It's Zelda and Mario and many others, but essentially those which is going to sustain Nintendo, I would say, for at least a year, an extra year. Yeah. And not getting a Switch is, you know, there are almost no reasons not to get a Switch. It's just so much 
cooler to be able to play the games on your TV or portable when it's games that are available on multiple platforms and you have those. I mean, yeah, the Switch is a no-brainer. We've seen this in the marketplace. And the people who already have a Switch are getting just enough, you know, Mario Tennis, uh, Aces, Super Smash Bros., et cetera, et cetera, getting just enough that you're still happy to have your Switch. So, yeah, it's just very solid, again, from Nintendo. Just a little bit disappointed we didn't hear anything about Metroid. But, yeah, that's, that's a Yeah, point. Metroid would have been nice. That was a big glaring hole. Um, no Labo stuff. Back to Sony for a second. Zero Vita mentions. I mean, maybe that doesn't surprise anybody, but. Oh, they've stopped manufacturing cartridges in Japan. That that thing is dead. Yeah, I mean, you can still get games though. Like, down, I never bought a yeah, cartridge anyway. Download them, and yeah, sure. It's just I don't know. Pumps me out. <laughs> it's like a sad little. I, I wonder. I wonder if they're going to do something to counter the switch for the next. I don't know. I, next system. Next well, couple of. Systems. I mean, they've got I, money to do stuff. <laughs> It seems like they're in yeah. a better position than ever to to experiment in that regard and try to get it right or not right, but you know, do more than they've been able to do in the past. I don't know mm. though. I mean, well, I, that would be an entire other topic. But. Yeah, I'll tell you what I thought I was going to happen. That was going to happen during this conference. It just didn't happen. I thought I was going to go in and be convinced to get an Xbox One X. Finally, I think I'm just going to get. We're going to what? I was going to get an Xbox One X. I thought this would be the. I thought this would be the year where I would have somebody would give me some reason that an Xbox One X would be in my future. And do you st- have an Xbox at all? No, or? I don't. Okay. I held off, so I thought, well, maybe now's the time. Um, right. Instead of that, I'm now convinced I'm probably going to end up with a PlayStation 4 Pro. <laughs> and, oh, really? Uh, but you already have a PlayStation 4. I have a PlayStation 4 that I'll move to the living room or something, and I'll get a Pro for me and and play Red Dead that way. That was going to be the time mm-hmm. I was going to have to make that decision as well. But I don't know. I Actually, the whole I'm still kind of torn across the board on what I'm doing. But I Microsoft so did not convince me. I do for well, I do in the so in the office I have a whole capture setup and and my uh, a shared PC display that is 4K that I would use it on. The TV is 1080p, oh, okay, okay. so which is why I don't really care to get it in there. Um, so yeah, like I could benefit from it in this in this 4K setting, but also, you know, my thinking that well, I'll get an Xbox One X and that'll be Red Dead because there's no PC version at launch anyway. That'll be the best experience, and it may still yet be. But so, what? What? I guess not changed your mind, but what didn't make you think you were gonna take the jump? Well, because Microsoft wasn't. There's just nothing. This nothing exclude like everything that they showed as exclusives or even third party. I, I don't know. They just they didn't blow my mind. Like even like stuff they're showing in 4K Xbox One X, like uh, Crackdown Three or whatever. Uh, they that didn't even hold a candle to two or three of the Sony games. <laughs> like they don't even look remote. This it's the most powerful piece of hardware on the console planet, and those PlayStation games all looked better. And they're running on a, I assume on a Pro, but the Pro's a less capable machine than the X. And yet here we are. You know, like and and to be, to just to to uh answer the people who are probably going to think well but this is just a demo it it might not look like this historically um in the past couple of years we've seen i, I guess after the division 
uh, debacle where the game was presented and didn't look anything like the actual game. In the last couple of years, all of the games that we've seen uh, that we thought that cannot be real uh, ended up coming out and looking like that. Yeah, and so, so I will give you two examples. Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn and, God, and, and God of War. Oh, and God of War, right. Yeah, yeah all of that looked as good and actually better to me once I got it. I went, oh my gosh, this looks, and this is on a regular old four on a non 4k display without any kind of, you know, HDR. Like it's, they met, they, they met the expectation a hundred percent for me. And so I already know they can do it. I just don't know why. Again, it's the meat and potatoes and the weird fish. I'm just getting, I get more of that with Sony and people are going to be mad at me and it's fine. You can send me all the emails you want. I, I really went well, into I this hoping now that yeah. people understand now that that Microsoft has missed the boat. Uh, and by the way, we didn't talk about it too much, but the announcement of the they're working on the next console. I'm not sure what it was trying to achieve, but to me, what that achieves is telling people, well, don't buy an Xbox one because I mean, if you were on the fence, just wait for the next one, which it's not going to get people to not buy a PlayStation four. It's going to get people to not buy an Xbox, I think, which it's not going to get many people to do that. But I'm not sure what they were trying to achieve. The buying of studios was enough to get people to understand, yes, we are in this for the long haul and we're we're working on it. I don't think they needed to mention the fact that they're working on on, on another console, which we all knew anyway. I mean, they all are, but saying it is something different. It's a very odd choice that they... Yeah. made there to do that um and that's another reason that where i kind of it gave me a little bit of pause i think the number one thing they have going for them right now in this current place in this generation is that game pass i think that's awesome and i yeah, want that feature I, if i had an xbox one right now i would be totally using that but i just can't i just can't justify it so if people say well why don't you get the s and you know you save a little money and then i'm just half-assing it like i gotta go the x or i'm not doing right. it at all so and and since they really don't have anything before the end of the year that I must have on that format, and I've already got, you know, I can get Red Dead on a on a Pro or even a regular PS4. Like I don't, I just can't be bothered. I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard call, dude. All right. Um. I get there. There's some more news coming out uh, every every day now. There's apparently a weird thing between uh Fortnite's uh, Switch accounts and PlayStation Four accounts. Like if you've linked one to your Fortnite account to the PlayStation or the Switch, you can't use it on the other platform. Oh. Which is very strange. What the um, heck is that anyway, about? So That's very stuff odd. happening. Oh. Very weird. Um I guess it has to do with cross platform things. Yeah. But that is dirty. I mean we'll see. <laughs> it's pretty uh, dirty. I guess it's time what <laughs> so that is really dirty oh by the way my diablo yeah. 4 uh prediction completely not happened so there's that oh i can't believe that didn't happen scott <laughs> know, let's let's I, I had let's never talk about it again and only remember the prediction the crazy predictions you make that end up happening yeah no it's fine look have that. you ever by the way one other final comment have you ever seen an e3 conference with less activision like that was weird uh, to well, me like, by, by, I mean, Activision didn't have anything to show. Um, that's what I mean. As, they had nothing. And even what yeah. they did have to show normally, uh, it's a huge spotlight at one of the, at least one of the big console things to show the latest Call of Duty thing for the year. 
that didn't happen mm. either. That's true. It's just nothing. It's the weirdest thing to me that Activision was basically a no-show at this event. There there was like a tiny Destiny 2, like tiny trailer at some point, but that was it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it, it is a bit weird. I'm I'm hoping that Activision is doing what Microsoft is doing and striking deals with studios to make more stuff. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> great. I'd be into that. Um, well, I guess it is time to discuss our game of the show. Um, the one that made the biggest impression. I mean, whatever. It's just it, it's just a playful thing. It's not like this is the best game ever. It's just asking you and me which game we think we would decide on the completely entirely subjective uh parameters which game we would decide would be the game of the show for us yeah um do you have an idea or is it fuzzy uh i have two two i'm in i'm of two minds i'll give you my top three how's that okay sure so quick top three list cyberpunk number one okay um Oh, is it number one, or it's like top three in no particular order? Now let's do no particular order, because I, I kind of feel pretty okay. good about all three of these. So I'm going to say that, uh, the the samurai deal, whose name I know, I just don't remember, but I know I'm going to play. Ghost, like a ghost, like StarCraft Ghost, right? Ghost, ghost. of Shishimi. Of Tsushima. Yeah. It's like Sashimi, but a little bit different. Okay, Tsushima. That one. Su, Su. Su, like, sorry. Su. And then third for me is that weird Fox <laughs> Link looking game, uh, Tunic. 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 Okay. <laughs> I like the little game, that, man. That is unexpected. Yeah, sure. that looked really good to me. And that was the Microsoft conference of all things. But those are my top three if I, if I had to pick. I actually think it's a pretty hard. There's a lot of really cool games in development right now. But those are, I think, the ones I'm most interested in right now. Is, is Tunic exclusive? No, I I, it it's, well, it's PC also, but I don't know about right, uh, right, and that's console. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't. They were so vague about their worldwide exclusive or whatever. They, there was a weird definition to what that meant. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's console launch exclusive on Xbox One, which means it will be on PC and then later on uh, PS4, right? Um, and probably Switch as well. All right, so three games, three very solid uh, showings. For me, well, if I had to choose only one, I think I can't help it. I would give it to The Last of Us Part Two. Mm. It was so mind-blowing in many of the things it did. And admittedly, it also rests on my love for the first one. So that is kind of a, a big boost. If I have to choose more, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. More than one, I don't quite know. I would say I'm intrigued by many, but I think Gears of War 5 is one that I'm the most intrigued by. Because I really want, I love, you know, the first few, and I really want that franchise to regain uh, uh, value mm -hmm. for me. So I want to hope that Gears of War 5 is going to do that. And and I mean Cyberpunk 2077 also is it would be in my top three I'm intrigued, uh, you know list, but um, yeah yeah so but if it was just one it would be it would be The Last of Us yeah if I, if you gun to my head and say just one it's probably Cyberpunk because hot damn 
it looked really good. Yeah, Last of Us is just I'm not I don't know if I'm in the mood for more apocalypse right now. Like that isn't fun apocalypse Mad Max style fun. I I don't Mm. know if I'm ready for I don't the human condition falling to bits is starting to wear on me. So I'm trying to I'm trying and that's I, I I'm not people listening. I'm not saying oh the world's ending in real life. I mean video games are really focused on this right now. It's a common thread. And I don't know. I, I'm gonna play it, but I'm kind of dreading it because I know it's gonna make me feel ways I don't feel like feeling right now. <laughs> I understand. No, I understand. That's a completely appropriate response to that kind of uh, experience. I yeah. think it's very uh, uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, but I guess yeah, Cyberpunk is in both of our lists, and it was just a trailer. But I I feel like going and watching it again now. Yeah. So. Well, you should. I. I guess that is going to be it for our coverage of E3 2018. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us, everyone, especially if you listen to all of our live coverage bits. That was a a fun three days of extreme tiredness. Uh, And thank you, Scott, for keeping the tradition alive the Buxels tradition alive yes this is uh, the future of humanity will look back on this day and say ah remember when they did a thing and made it happen and we'll say yes we remember on our deathbeds uh no i always enjoy this it's i don't know how many years this is now four years we've been doing it four years in a row that's crazy that that really happened fast honestly like what the hell But uh, but yeah, no, I love it, and it's great. And uh, listeners of both of our shows, you should be listening to each other's shows as well. I think uh, there's something to be found on on Boop that will complement what you're already getting on Pixels and vice versa. So do that, and uh, thank you all for for listening and being a part of, especially the all the live stuff we did. That was a total blast, and your feedback's been great. And uh, can't wait to do that again. Which I guess I yes. can. I, I kind of can wait because I need to recover. It's been a weird few days. <laughs> Yeah, next. I mean, maybe we'll do a little bit for for Gamescom if there's stuff there, or yeah. maybe the Paris Games Week. We'll we'll see. But sure, it's sure. been it's it's always fun. Sure, sure. Uh, so you can find what? Oh, nothing. Please? I'm just agreeing with you. Go ahead. Excellent. I like when you do that. <laughs> uh, so I'm not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and in, and Instagram and everywhere. Uh, this show is called Pixels, and you can find it on your podcast app. Just go subscribe. Uh, he is Scott Johnson on. Uh, Twitter. His show is Boop, and you can subscribe to that as well on your podcast app. Do that too if you haven't already. Uh, anything else you want to plug? I think that's it. Frogpants.com, Frenchspin.com. Uh, not Patrick on Twitter. You already said that. That's it. I think that's it. Exactly. We will talk to you soon, and we love all of you. Bye. Bye. Play video games. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.